Earlier this week, as the state continued to roll back its reopening amid the worsening COVID-19 pandemic, the spotlight fell on schools and whether or not students and faculty would return to campuses in the fall. Los Angeles Unified, the largest public school system in California, announced that students would not return to the classrooms in the fall and students would continue learning online. However, down the 5 freeway in Orange County, it appeared as though they were considering a very different approach. The Orange County Board of Education approved its recommendation for the reopening of schools in the fall and a set of guidelines that included regular temperature checks, frequent hand washing, and classroom cleanings. However, they did not require the use of masks or social distancing. The board's decision came as a major point of contention, many of the county's districts announcing that they would not comply with the Board of Education's recommendation. This week, Christina spoke with Dr. Ken Williams, the president of the Orange County Board of Education, and he explains why the board put forth their recommendations for reopening schools. Here's their conversation. Kids are at the lowest cohort or at the lowest risk group. And if you look at the data that's out there, these kids normally do not uh, transmit it to adults. If we look at the data that comes from Brown University during the height of the, uh, the COVID infection in New York City, there was nine, over 900 uh, daycare centers. And uh, of those 900 daycare centers, there's you know, tens of thousands of kids that, were, that had to be in these daycare centers as parents had to work. And the transmission rate or the zero um, um, conversion rate was 0.16 for children. So 0.16% of the kids who are in these daycare centers uh, uh, converted to being COVID positive and only 1.5% of the adults. Dr. Ken Williams is a board certified primary care physician, president of the Orange County Board of Education, which he was elected to back in 96. And this week, he and his cohorts voted in favor of some recommendations that, let's just say, were quite controversial. This has become a, a political football game. The result, obviously, was a lot of attention worldwide uh, for a official elected body of people making recommendations to reopen schools. Uh, it was very surprising. A near riot erupted in the Costa Mesa Police Department and Orange County Sheriff's Department. Uh, their mobile force uh, team came in to, to break it up and to keep our meeting uh, safe. People were upset by the headline that the Board of Education was recommending the option of returning kids to school this fall with no masks and no social distancing. You, you said that we recommended no, no masks uh, and no social distancing. Those are options. Uh, for the districts to do. Uh, getting, getting to the practicality of, of um, the mass, um, how are you going to police that? Uh, how, are, are, you, are kids really going to sit in classrooms for six to seven hours wearing a mask? What do you do when someone doesn't wear it properly? Um, and then social distancing. How do you tell a five and a six-year-old that they can't play hide-and-go-seek? So we recommended a, a broad set of common sense ideas uh, for schools. There has been a very little discussion about how we can get schools opened up to the way they were pre-COVID. And uh, we've had many, many parents come to our meetings, many parents uh, send us emails saying they want to get schools back opening to normal environment. Dr. Williams wants to make clear the board isn't mandating any of this. They're just suggestions based on a comprehensive report called the White Paper, which we'll share in the show notes if you want to read it in full. Now, what we recommended was options. 
there is no mandate. So that's very, very important for people to understand. We have no oversight or capacity to dictate governance or any policy for any local school district. Uh, local school districts have the ability on their own to make decisions. Dr. Williams says based on his three decades of experience and the input from a panel of experts a board members chose, he thinks it is much more harmful for kids to stay at home than it would be to go to school. You know, we don't want to bring our kids back to an environment where it is so sterile um, and it's not fulfilling the emotional needs, or the psychological needs, or the athletic needs, uh, and the academic needs. So we, we want to bring them close to what we can pre-COVID as soon as we can. As you know, in, in San Diego and Los Angeles have decided not to open at all. I think that's tragic. I think the kids in these cities are the ones that suffer the most. Um, distance learning is a miserable failure. It hasn't worked. Up to 80% of the students in the Los Angeles Unified School District live in poverty. Dr. Williams says it is those students who are hurting most by keeping schools closed. Let's get our economy opening up. Let's get our schools back to normal. Let's get these kids out of out of the, the, potentially the, the poor environment they have at home. Uh, especially when you look at the historically disadvantaged uh, minority groups in the inner city. I mean, I really um, have a heart for these kids. And unfortunately, they're being exposed to more harm at home than they are in a safe environment in school. Schools are the equalizers of society. Um, schools provide uh, breakfast and lunch and a huge, significant part of these children's lives. And um, they need to get back to, to the to normalcy. Uh, I would hate for a generation to grow up in, in this uh, amount of fear. What do you think the lasting impact will be? I mean, now LAUSD doing another semester from home. Their 80% of their kids are in poverty. How will that impact them long term? One of the panel's ideas is to reopen in stages. They can do it uh, in stages. They can have, you know, come back to where it was pre-COVID. They can go back in stages uh, to mandate masks and social distancing for uh, a few months until they see what, what happens if there's any outbreaks. And then they can eliminate masks or they can eliminate social distancing. We're still recommending the common sense approach to hygiene, washing, disinfecting. Um, it's, it's very similar to the American Academy of Pediatrics in their recommendations. And one of those recommendations was you can do like what they do uh, in Germany or many of the other European countries where they have successfully opened back to normal status and those countries have have not had enough take uh, in, in newer outbreaks. And what about those at higher risk? But it seems like we're taking a backward step in, in this, this public discussion now because uh, the teachers unions and, and other such people um, on that political spectrum do not want to go back to school. And I understand the reasons because they, they want to have a safe environment for their, their um, selves. I, I think it's, it's a very valid discussion. I think it's a community discussion. How can we protect teachers? And it may be that some teachers who are over 65 or have underlying um, medical problems, autoimmune disorders, immunodeficiencies, things like that, uh, where they should not be in the classroom because the risk is too great. Or maybe we put a plexiglass around the teacher uh, so the teacher does not get exposed. Although that may be a little bit awkward, um, you know, we have to think outside the box and give options. The doctor says those who have underlying health conditions can take added precautions, while the lower risk group, which is most of the students and teachers, he says, can reconvene. 
we also recommended that those kids who are at high risk uh, for uh, COVID infection and subsequent to major sequelae and morbidity and mortalities, uh, we recommended that they have um, uh, further mitigation efforts to reduce um, their exposure and possibility of getting this disease. Why do you think you're getting death threats? Is it people having wrong information? Is it fear? I mean, there, there just seems to be such a culture of fear right now. There is so much fear that is out there. Um, I mean, for me as a doctor, I've been exposed in my 35 years of being in professional practice to many of these epidemics over my three and a half decades in professional practice. And, you know, fortunately, knock on wood, I, I haven't had any exposure to uh, or uh, seroconversion of, of these viruses. Uh, I, I do believe in vaccines that they help prevent uh, uh, the, these diseases. I think we'll have a vaccine hopefully out in, in the next uh, few months here. Um, but we, we, we need we need to t- use common sense approach. Uh, if somebody is sick or if they're at high risk, they need to isolate themselves, wear a mask and social distance. I'm totally for that. I don't want any, I'm a physician. I have the Hippocratic Oath that is central to my core of thinking and, and who I am as a human being. You don't feel that sending kids back to school in person in the fall puts their health at risk? So, um, good question. So, um, if, again, uh, if you go through the white paper, it talks about that this is a low um, cohort or risk group. Um, will there be kids at risk? Of course there will be. There are those kids with autoimmune deficiency disorders who may be diabetic or who may have a condition that they're on chronic medications. They may be on uh, uh, disease. They may have diseases of, of the kidney, uh, the lungs like cystic fibrosis or asthma. So yes, there are kids that would be definitely at risk. And, th- and these kids ne- need to have mitigation factors that reduce the risk. The doctor acknowledges our elected leaders face a near impossible situation. People are so divided when it comes to what to do when sending kids back to school. He says to find a real solution as a society, we got to stop the hysteria and think outside the box. Help us envision what it would look like going back to school in a safe and responsible way. Great, great question. So every school district is going to make decisions that are best for them. Uh, in Los Angeles, they have a much higher uh, number of cases and are much higher risk. Uh, this apparently, uh, by the data, uh, has a disproportionate uh, impact upon those uh, communities of color. Uh, so, so those communities have to be wary of these facts and this science. Uh, somebody uh, or a district here in Orange County that is at very low risk, for instance, may want to reopen uh, and go uh, to how they did it in Denmark and Germany where there, there's no social distancing and masking. Maybe that school district may want to do a, uh, a staged approach where they go to school with, with masks and distancing and all those common sense hygiene, uh, hand sanitizing and, and cleaning of, of the buildings and floors and bathrooms. Um, and then they, they break it in, in stages. Maybe they wait a month to see if there's any new outbreaks or new, or new cases. And then at month number two, then they get rid of social distancing. What do you think? Would you feel comfortable sending your kids back to the classroom? Or do you plan on continuing distance learning for the fall semester? And if so, when would you feel comfortable sending your kids back to school? Let us know on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at KTLA Podcasts. And Christina is at Christina KTLA on Twitter and at Christina Pascucci on Instagram. For more episodes of Coronavirus Weekly, visit us on the website, ktla.com slash coronavirusweekly, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We'll be back with a new episode next week. Thanks for listening.